This is the Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. My pleasure to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. We had uh, U.S. military doing airstrikes last night. I'll have you paid any attention to that. We'll bring you the story. I'll ask you very simply, do you think that we should be getting involved, involved in even more war? I'm just confused as to how we became this war country that's constantly warring against somebody, constantly defending somebody else, constantly doing all this stuff that basically is just enriching more people um, that are benefiting from being the war party. The war party includes people from the right and from the left. And at some point as the American citizenry, shouldn't we say, hey, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Now, I'm not here to say that last night's airstrikes were wrong. I'm going to get into the actual story of that. But your thoughts about why I asked this this question yesterday didn't get much of a good answer. I'll be honest with you. I don't know why we're on the hook for Ukraine. And again, I don't want Russia invading anybody. I don't want anybody's sovereign country to be invaded. But it is a European country. It's not like Mexico was invaded. And then we've got to protect ourselves from what's to come next. And we want to help our friends in Mexico or Canada. And not even South America, where we're all sort of connected. This is in freaking Europe. Why are we over there? And why are we the police officer? Why are we the arbiter? Why are we the decider? Why are we the the, the weapons dealer? Why are we the, the money giver? And we're hearing constantly about restrictions on rights in places like Ukraine by the little dictator, what's his face? And by the way, I'm not a fan of the guy Zelensky. You can be if you want to be. I'm not. I'm a fan of the Ukrainian people, and I don't want them to die at the hands of Russia. But we had an opportunity to sit down and do peace talks a year and a half ago, and Biden didn't do it. He disagreed and didn't want to. And now we're going to be warring with Israel. Now we're going to be now we're warring against Syria or Iran or something. It's this, this constant fog of war that's enriching a lot of people. And I'm not, I just I don't ever get a really good answer as to why we're doing it, even on a Friday. That's Free Speech Friday. Let's go. Carries off today. Polo's in. Sam Bam, get it done, ma'am. Let's go. I am your host, Joe Pags, Joe Pagliarulo. Glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Whatever's on your mind. Fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. And again, a lot of you will send me your keyboard warrior stuff all week on Twitter or X, whatever it is. On other social media, you'll comment on some of my videos. And again, go watch the videos. We do the best we can for you. But um, when I tell you, call the show. I do 15 hours a week. We do 6 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday live. And then on other stations, we're on at 10 o'clock at night. Some stations have us on at midnight. Whatever it is, we love being on the station. Call in. Get a hold of us. Let us know what's going on. And uh, we can certainly have the discussion. And I, I have never in more than 30 years of broadcasting lost a debate. I'm willing to learn. I'm always constantly in a, a cycle of learning, and I want to know more. And initially when you hear about Russia rolling tanks into Ukraine, you're going, dude, what the hell are you doing? Now keep in mind, what we're always told is that Russia is trying to reestablish the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was a gigantic block of, of countries that the USSR, well, Russia took over and then called it the USSR. What is it, the United Soviet States of Russia or whatever it was, or the United Soviet States Republic. I, I forget what USSR even stands for. It's one of those two. Having said that, the answer you always get when you ask somebody who's in charge in the United States, 
what is Russia doing when it invaded Georgia back in what, 20, was it 2008 or 9? Something like that. And when it took over Crimea, which is also Ukraine. Um, Georgia's not. Georgia's a separate country. They used to be part of the, the Soviet bloc. But when it took over Ukraine's Crimea, the Crimean Peninsula, which is a very important, I guess, port on the Black Sea, when it did that in 2014, we're going, what the hell are they doing? And then they staged a bunch of military on the border to decide to go into a part of Ukraine, which is ethnically Russian. They speak Russian there, which is where they went in. But when they did that, we went, dude, what are you doing? And we keep saying that. And instead of using the might that Donald Trump used for four years, and trust me when I say Putin was scared to death of this guy, instead of using that might, that strength, and that ability to to make people understand it's going to be really bad for you if you do this, they waited until Biden took over, then rolled in. Biden did nothing to stop it because he's part of this war party. Whereas Trump isn't. Remember, Trump was against going into Iraq when he was just a businessman and a private citizen in New York. See, why would we go into Iraq? It makes no sense to me. He said that way before he was running for president or running for anything. So why do we keep on warring? Why do we keep on doing this? And at what point did we in the United States become the country that has to defend anybody we deem to be victimized by a bad guy? Why did we become that country? Well, you've got a European Union. It's got plenty of money. Germany is, I believe, the top financial country in that union. Why aren't they doing more? How much are they giving? Poland just said, screw it. We're out. We're not doing it anymore. So why is it on us? How many billions do we have to send to Ukraine? And then when you dare ask, what's the end game? What does victory in Ukraine look like? You won't get an answer from the war party in Washington. What you'll get is, you love Russia, you're a Putin lover, blah, blah, blah. And you never really get an answer. It's not that difficult to question, what does the end game look like? So, last night, and I did not pay an awful lot of attention to it, I was more interested in watching The Amazing Race, I'll be honest with you. But there was some sort of airstrike that was carried out against some facilities in Syria. I'm not here to say this was right or wrong. I'm here to say it's another case, another day of the United States being involved in something very far away from us that probably doesn't benefit us other than, I guess, we were targeted by these these factions. Let Let me get into the story from Fox News. U.S. military carries out an airstrike or carries out airstrikes on facilities in Syria operated by Iranian-backed forces. Two facilities near Abu Kamal were targeted by F-16s F-16s in response to ongoing attacks against American personnel in Iraq and Syria, written by Elizabeth Pritchett over at foxnews.com. U.S. military conducted airstrikes on two facilities in eastern Syria on Thursday in response to ongoing attacks against American military personnel in Iraq and Syria over the past week, according to the Department of Defense. A pair of F-16s targeted two facilities, a weapons depot and an ammo storage area near Abu Kamal, issued by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and affiliated groups, a senior U.S. defense official told Fox News' Jennifer Griffin. It's unclear if there were any Iranian militants at the facilities when they were hit. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said in a statement Thursday night, last night, that the U.S. does not seek conflict, but the Iranian-backed attacks on American forces are unacceptable and must stop. Iran wants to hide its hand and deny its role in these attacks against our forces. We will not let them, Austin said. If attacks by Iran's proxies against U.S. forces continue, we will not hesitate to take further necessary measures to protect our people. 
There have been 19 attacks against American personnel in Iraq and Syria since October 17th, including three additional attacks on Thursday last night, according to Pentagon spokesman uh, Brigadier General Pat Ryder. A U.S. contractor died from a cardiac incident when sheltering in place during the attacks, and 21 American troops were injured, all of whom have since returned to duty, Austin said. U.S. officials made clear the strikes were conducted solely in response to the attacks against American personnel and are not connected with the Israel-Hamas war. Quote, they are separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, and we do not constitute a shift in our, um, they do not constitute a shift in our approach to the Israel-Hamas conflict, uh, Austin said. We continue to urge all state and non-state entities to not take action that would escalate into a broader regional conflict. A senior U.S. defense official also said Israel was not informed of the plan ahead of time. The White House has not yet addressed the strikes, but Austin said in a statement that President Biden has no higher priority than the safety of U.S. personnel. Quote, Biden directed today's action to make clear that the United States will not tolerate such attacks. It will defend itself, its personnel, and its interests, Austin said. A senior U.S. defense official reiterated those statements or sentiments during a briefing Thursday night last night and said American forces are ready to do it again for deterrence. Okay. Obviously, you attack an American facility, then you're going to get something back. But it sounds to me like it's been happening since 10 days ago, since the 17th, a bunch of attacks. And then we responded last night with some military strikes on some positions that are held by militants allegedly connected with Iran. It sounds like the fog of war, doesn't it? Let me just say what it's going to what's going to sound good to get the support of the American people so that when we start warring in the region, hey, man, they attacked us. Now, keep in mind, I just want to go back a few years. ISIS, the Islamic State of Iran and Syria, or Iraq and Syria, ISIS, that was decimated by Donald Trump. You ever notice that people like Barack Obama say ISIL, the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant? That includes Israel. That's why Obama does that. It was ISIS, the, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. They were gone. They were done. They were scared. Iran was scared to death as well. So was, I believe, Hamas and the Palestinians. Now suddenly, well, we had to go with, with our F-16s. We had to do that because they attacked us. But why are they attacking us? Why did they do that? And now I'm going to get some of you mad at me. Did they attack us? Or did Lord Austin say that they attacked us? And why wasn't there a response from Biden today? Was he at Rehoboth Beach? Was he on vacation again? And if you report to the American people that we're under attack, it doesn't matter if you're pro-Palestine or Palestinian or pro-Israel, we're all going to say, dude, you got to hit back if they attack us. Did they? Listen, I don't trust Lloyd Austin, a guy who is okay with drag shows and okay with intersectionality being an important thing or diversity being an important thing on our military when our readiness should be the important thing. I'm not impressed by Lloyd Austin. I'm not. Or this guy, this Brigadier General Ryder. I'm not impressed with him either. Stuff he said in these, some of these press conferences is dumb. But how, how the hell would we know? You know what I mean? Because there are people out there who still believe that Israel attacked a children's hospital in Gaza, which didn't happen. It was, a, it was a, not even a Hamas rocket. It was an Islamic Brotherhood or the Muslim Brotherhood rocket or something, or Islamic Jihad was the name of the group that, that fired that rocket that ended up crashing the parking lot of a hospital. We don't really know what's going on over there. We should. The technology is really good. It's really good. Like if you can see somebody's face 
and use facial recognition technology from a satellite, they could tell us the truth about what's going on, but they don't. They tell, they tell us what is expedient and will get us to agree with them. So I don't trust this. I don't. I would like to, but I'm not so sure anymore who's running the joint. And the people that are running the joint, I believe, want us to take more shots in our arm for something that, uh, shots that don't work and, in fact, caused harm. It's not me saying it. It's clinical studies fact. And I don't trust a, 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 an administration and a deep state that we'll talk about that will tell us anything that they think will get us to agree with them when it comes to continuing the spending and the warring around the globe. So again, if they really did attack us, then we should fire back. But why did we wait 10 days if it started on the 17th? Or if it started, if we had many, many of these, these issues, all of a sudden we decided. I mean, they said 19 attacks. It's an actual quote. 19 attacks since October 17th. And last night they decided to drop a few bombs, a few missiles from some jets. I don't know, does that sound right to you? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I definitely want to hear from you because I want to believe the government, but we're now in a place to where, how can you, when the chief political rival of the, of the sitting president has been indicted 91 times on garbage charges, when there's a gag order on the guy? How can you believe that? When you hear people lying about guns and the Second Amendment, how do you how do you believe what they're saying when you've got KJP, who's an historic figure, by the way, who is just saying anything she thinks might get us to to agree with their position? I'm skeptical. Call me skeptical. There I am. Joe Skeptical. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. Let me uh, let me tell you about Super Beats. Everybody's got a reason to have more energy. Everybody's got a reason to get through their day and be healthier. Everybody's got a reason to make sure that your blood pressure is supported. Healthy blood flow, healthy circulation is supported. Healthy production of nitric oxide is supported. That's what Super Beats Heart Chews, exactly what they do. Super Beats Heart Chews, when you take them, you're like, this tastes like candy. This tastes great. What's the story? Doesn't taste medicine. It doesn't taste like a supplement. Gives you a nice level, a nice steady level of energy throughout your day. Effective and clinically studied, Superbeats is the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiac cardiologist recommended heart chew for cardiovascular health support. It's blood pressure support you can trust. In fact, paired to the healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Superbeats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. So you know that you can count on that. Support your heart health with Superbeats Heart Chews. Get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews and a free full-size bag of turmeric chews valued at $25 by going to JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Get this exclusive offer only at JoeLovesBeats.com. We're back after this in the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. We've got uh, Dr. James Thorpe at the bottom of the hour. He is uh, an OBGYN, MFM. My sister Monica could tell me what that means. It's maternal fertility and something else. But uh, he's an expert on on the effects of those shots that were pushed so harshly and so hard still today by the government. The effects of those on women who are of, of childbearing age. 
and of women who are pregnant and on the menstrual cycle for women. Women have been asking this question for years. What effect exactly did these shots have on us? And they've been lied to by the government. This man is not going to lie to you, and he backs it up with clinical studies. So make sure that you stick around, okay? Uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about the war party in Washington, the constant war, and the continuation of us for some reason being the, the policemen of the world. Why can't we focus on what's going on here? It's the question I've always had. Let me go to the phone lines and say hello and welcome to line one. Mike is in Minnesota. Mike, what's up? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to say I think uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower warned us uh, about the war complex and how I do believe he meant that the warmongers in the Pentagon as well as in uh, Congress who uh, basically facilitate these uh, never-ending quagmires that we find ourselves in and it's amazing how they never seem to want to end it. They always want to just uh, string it out as long as they can because the longer they can make it last, the more money there is to be made. Well, you're 100% right, Mike. I appreciate that. I mean, you're right. It's a simple question that you ask a politician. What does it look like to end this war? What's the end game? What does victory look like? I mean, you hear stuff like, well, the idea that we could find victory in Iraq or, or Afghanistan or fill in the blank is an idea that just isn't realistic. Well, then why are we doing it? Why are we there? Because the training of our military, or any military, is to beat the enemy. You go to war to win. But we don't. For some reason, we go to war to keep on spending and to almost never get out. It's very, very strange. 10 years of war, 20 years of war, to what end? When do you win? And I thought that was always the goal. It is uh, Shane, Colorado. What's going on? Well, hey, Joe, uh, I like your show. I appreciate you, Thank man. You. Um, I got a thought. It's too fantastic to be true, but I just want to throw it out there. From what I understand, in the Constitution, we're not supposed to have our paychecks taxed uh, unless it's a state of emergency. And then after the state of emergency is over, they're supposed to go back to not taxing our paychecks. But if we keep a war going all the time, then it's always a state of emergency. And, that's, and, you know, if, if this is true, it's a huge chunk of money. That's my thought. Well, Shane, I hear you, and I can appreciate that. We didn't have any war. I guess we were still in Afghanistan. We didn't have any war necessarily. We didn't start one when Trump was in office, and my income tax didn't go away. Income tax is not going to go away. I know there are a lot of you out there or some of you out there that think it's illegal, you don't have to pay it, and they'll send you a check back. Well, I've never seen that to be true. Um, but when income tax was added, and it was added rather recently in our history as a country, I believe it was FDR, willing to be wrong about that, but it was never going to be higher than a, a 1%. Then it was never going to be higher than 3%. Now it's a progressive tax rate with a top rate, Biden would like to see it back up to 40. It's at, what, 35 now, and we just continue to tax through the nose. So even if there was no war happening on the planet and we weren't involved in any war, don't hold your breath waiting for the government to take away something, something that they that they have instituted as policy now. They're never going to give you the money back unless we have some sort of complete changeover in government and we put people in there who actually are our original contextual textualists when it comes to the Constitution. If they are, maybe we can make that go away. But if all the war stopped on Earth tomorrow, which is a, a long shot, won't happen, they would still be charging us income tax. They shouldn't. It's just highway robbery. It's just thievery. But uh, it would still be there. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Dr. Thorpe, when we come back, stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.